Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Monday morning. Here we go. July 25, year of our Lord, 2022. Buckle your seatbelts. Yeah, so let's see. What do we got on the schedule this week? I think we're going to be reading through Hebrews 13. And if you are aware, Hebrews 13 is the last chapter of Hebrews. The exciting conclusion of our episodes on the book of Hebrews this yes. week. dropping this week. We will continue this season, though, mm-hmm. as our scripture reading moves on next week into the brief book of James. James chapter 1 for next week. James chapter 1 for next week. But this week, we're going to be wrapping up Hebrews with Hebrews chapter 13. We are really, uh, you know, kind of drawing to a close of our third season of we Text are. Talk. We have not, we have yet at this point. Yes. Maybe by the time this airs, we'll have figured out what's coming afterwards. But at this point, <laughs> on the day that we're having this conversation, we haven't quite figured out what's going to happen in season four yet. Well, working it, on it. Yeah, we're working on season four, but I know it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. You know, we'll we'll have to learn some of this James stuff. You know, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills. Season four. <laughs> if the Lord wills. So, but we'll, we'll do James first in the That's meantime. That's right. Yeah. We we do. Pl- I guess the announcement is we do plan on season four. Yeah, that's right. We just don't know what we're planning for that's season exactly four. That's exactly right. Yeah. So don't let your subscription to Text Talk run out. No kidding. Keep subscribing and share the podcast with other people and rate it and ask them to subscribe. I'm going to kick into Hebrews chapter 13 and read the first couple of verses here from the English Standard Version. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. All right. So as we come to this final chapter here in Hebrews 13, I notice that we have just been at the conclusion of chapter 12 uh, thinking about the glory of the heavenly Jerusalem. We talked a little bit in our last episode about the already not yet uh position we find ourselves in in Christ. And so while we are here, we need to be serving. We need to be faithful. And uh, actually, uh, on the New King James, there's a heading for this uh, little section that you just read, Concluding Moral Directions. Concluding Moral Directions. I get almost the idea as we move into these this paragraph here that our author has been stressing that we are under a new covenant. The Hebrews who had become Christians had entered a new covenant. They were not supposed to go back to the old covenant. This is a covenant that is based on Jesus Christ. It's not based on us offering sacrifices, the forgiveness and confidence is in Jesus Christ. And the moment you start talking about that, there is an objection, I think, that is anticipated by all of the New Testament writers, that if you're saying we're under a covenant of of grace, we're under a covenant of Jesus Christ. Are you saying then that I can just do whatever I want? That that there are no laws. There are that that I, yeah. it doesn't matter. And we get to the end of this, and his his concluding remarks are: You're under this new covenant. There are some things that you still do. There are some things that that this this covenant does have legal requirements. There it, there there are things we are supposed to do while submitting to it. Well, and, and I'll just say, I've, I've heard that also, this uh, sort of distinction. People say, well, the Old Testament is so full of rules and expectations, and, and that's just not there in the New Testament. And I think, but what have you been reading, right? Like, we are, we're given tremendous 
uh, moral instruction as well as religious instruction in the New Testament. And and really, that's what we would expect to find. Of course, there's morality taught uh, in, in the law of Moses, but it is taught in the New Testament scriptures as well. What Jesus called the second greatest command, coming from, I believe, Leviticus 19 and verse 18, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Our author here, having pointed out we're no longer under that covenant, he says, yeah, but, but let... Or, as I'm going to point out, brotherly love must continue. Wait a second. What, when are you going to point that out? I, well, I don't know if we have time in the next nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll brace myself, but I got that coming at me. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the idea that even though we're in this new covenant, it's not that now we don't love our brethren. We do. Brotherly love must continue. And now he's going to talk about that for just a couple of verses, and then talk about some some issues of morality that I know we'll get into in later conversations in the week. So what I see here is in verse 1, the brotherly love is continuing. There's some instruction about hospitality, mm-hmm. uh, loving strangers. We can get into those words. And, and then a, a word about remember the prisoners. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of active goodwill here, isn't there? There's a lot of uh, expressions, I would just say, of brotherly love. And... Um, I am struck by, as we get started, this is what I want to kind of throw in there. The word continue, Mm -hmm. okay, at the beginning of verse 1. When he said, we were back in chapter 10 uh, and verse 32, chapter 10, verse 32, but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession yourselves in heaven. In chapter 10, he is reminding them of their demonstrations of brotherly love. I, I, I recognize that the, the brotherly love wasn't in that reading there, but the features of plundering goods of sharing, of even being mindful of the Hebrew writer while he was in chains. These are things that they had done in the past. In chapter 10, it seems like he's encouraging them, hey, remember, remember? And now we get to chapter 13, he says, continue doing those things. Continue in brotherly love. Yeah. And you must make sure this, in fact, let's talk about this for just a second. I, this, this is one of those places, I hate to go back to original language discussions, but uh, sometimes I just can't help it. And so, not that I'm an expert, but there's something pretty fascinating here. There's a unique feature mm-hmm. of the Greek language that is, that uh, in reading the English, I, I know we get the point, brotherly love is to continue, we all know we're supposed to have brotherly love. So it's not like you have to go back to the Greek to know what this really means. Sure. But there's a nuance here that I find fascinating mm-hmm. that I that I think is fantastic. In English, whenever we're giving a command, whenever there's an imperative, it's always in the second person. It's always you. Mm-hmm. I give commands to the one to whom I'm speaking, whether I'm talking to a person or to a thing. I might be talking to my car. Uh, start, start. <laughs> uh, but but I'm talking to the car. Right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't command the car to start while talking to you. Sure. Uh, so in English, there is no way for me to command something in the third person. It's I, wh- whoever I'm talking to, second person, that's what is commanded. In Greek, there is actually a third person imperative. There's a construction whereby I'm talking to you, but I'm giving a command to someone or something else. Mm-hmm. And it's 
it's hard for us to grasp even conceptually because it's so foreign to our own speaking and our own language. So it's hard for us to, to, to grasp. I can be talking to you, Andrew, while giving a command to this microphone. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, I'm, I'm, so the best we get at it is to say things like you must do this or let this happen that yeah. about the third person object, but recognizing this is one of those third person imperatives. Okay. It, while, while the author is talking to his audience, mm-hmm. he is giving a command to brotherly love. It is a command for brotherly love to continue. Oh, I see. I see. As we as we translate it into our English, because we don't have that kind of construction, we can't command brotherly yeah. love while talking to someone else. And so we say things like, let brotherly love continue. So I'm I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I'm giving you in English a command about brotherly love. Yeah. But in the original, it's actually a command to brotherly to love. Brotherly, brotherly love. love continue. Or about brotherly love. I, I see again, it's hard it's for us hard to, to grasp that huh. I'm talking to you, but commanding this other thing. So in our English language, I I just want to say that I do think whenever it is translated this let this thing occur, it is actually weakening the point. It's more like this thing must occur. This thing has to occur. This is is a command. When when we have it as let brotherly love continue, that sounds almost like advice. Allow this to happen. Allow, Allow it to course. happen. I mean, yeah. if this, if it happens, go ahead and let it happen. Yeah. That that's not. This is not allow it. If this is, it must happen. I am yeah. commanding brotherly love to Make continue on. Yeah. Brotherly love must continue. All right. Then he gives, I believe, some examples. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a second thing here. So I guess real quick well, hey, before so I move the, the second so the, thing, anything so. about that. No, I'm good with that, and and I, I think that follows very well from the the reading back in chapter ten. Yes, you know, get on this, do these things. This thing has this to thing, happen. Yeah, this thing has to happen. Yeah, it it, it cannot be allowed to fall to the mm-hmm. wayside. And in fact, that's kind of the next statement here is that it can't be allowed to fall to the wayside. Don't we, forget, right? We have another nuance that again, I get it. Hospitality. We're going to read this verse. I don't have to go back to Greek to know this says I need to be hospitable. I understand that, but there's a nuance here. We, we've many of us have heard the sermons where brotherly love is the word Philadelphia, just sure. like that city up in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, yeah. with the combination of the word love, philos, and uh, Adelphos. Adelphos brother. Right. Okay, brotherly love. What what many of us don't know is that the word translated hospitality is philazenias. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so notice how the first half is the same. So yeah, it's that it's word for love, love or mm-hmm. a, a parallel word for love. It's the, the same um, root if you get to, and then stranger. So brother love and stranger love. Now I, I don't want to get too terribly complex here. This is not to say that this word should be literally translated loving strangers. That's not true. The, right. the actual translation is hospitality. That's yeah. how, what it came to mean, even though its root was the idea of loving strangers. Sure. So the word itself doesn't necessarily mean. So you know, I'm not sitting here saying, well, if we were really translating this right, it would say let brotherly love continue and love strangers. However. In this context, he is giving that emphasis to strangers, and which is why so many of our English translations go ahead and add hospitality to strangers. Yeah. We know he's talking about this idea of people we don't know, because then he goes on and describes it as entertaining angels unawares. unawares. Yeah. Yeah. These are people that they didn't know. Anyway, what... The, the reason why I'm pointing out this this wordplay is because he's not giving two different commands. Mm-hmm. He gave the command, brotherly love must continue. And now he's talking about um, applications of that. Now he's talking about manifestations of that. Brotherly love must continue. Well, how does it continue? It continues by 
hospitality. hospitality. It continues by visiting those who are in prison. These are the things, this is brotherly love, and this yeah. is what must continue. Yeah. So you've got uh, this picture of Christians, and some of them are going to be imprisoned because of the faith. Remember them. And, you know, I guess you're going to meet some Christians that you had not known before. It's fascinating to me, the the account about uh, entertaining angels that mm-hmm. puts in mind uh, Abraham and Lot when, when the messengers came to him to talk about Simon and Gomorrah, or Lot when those same ones mm-hmm. came to try to deliver Lot. Uh, they did show hospitality. They showed to hospitality. Those men, yes, know, or those angels. And yeah. the the point being, and I think what we're really supposed to have brought to mind here is Jesus teaching in Matthew twenty five when mm. he told that story of judgment, and he talked about the sheep and the goats, and and Jesus saying to them, uh, "Let's see here. I'm in Matthew twenty five, verse thirty four. The king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed That's me. That's right. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you and thirsty? And all of these uh, responses back, the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. When we are showing hospitality to our brethren, Mm -hmm. whether we know them or not, when we are visiting our brethren who have been put in prison, when we are when we are caring for the afflicted, those who have been mistreated, we are doing that for Jesus. Abraham and Lot did it for angels unawares. We're actually not doing it unawares. We have been told that is what we are doing. And so this brotherly love must continue. As we're closing out then Hebrews And looking at chapter 13, I I guess I'm walking away with, I need to have a hope on the heavenly Jerusalem and the kingdom that cannot be shaken, but I need to have a heart for my brothers right around me and be active in serving them and loving them, whatever their condition might be. We're so glad that you've joined us today for Text Talk and hope that you'll have a blessed day and certainly uh, love the brethren. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, so much for the day that you've given us. We're glad that we could open your word, study your scriptures. We are mindful, Father, that you are calling us to tremendous, wonderful, glorious things, and we look forward to the time when we can be with you forever in heaven. But while we are here right now, we pray, Father, that our heart would be toward our brothers and sisters in Christ in whatever condition, whatever need that they may have, that we can meet that. Father, help us to be humble, willing to share, but also honest, Father, when we need some encouragement, when we need some help. Uh, the Father, that we'll let that know uh, to our brethren and appreciate, Lord, that you do provide for us and you use your family to do it. Thank you for all the many blessings of being a Christian. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.